Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for whateverworks at mewe.com and get stuck in. Hello, are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I've got this stomachache again. I'm just taking one of those tablets. Right, OK, then, let's let's get going and start recording, shall Dear we? listener, Ted Salmon's on the verge of death here. We'll try and get through a show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been to the doctors this morning for the first time in 20 years. Uh, welcome, everyone, incidentally. <laughs> sorry sorry to do a running start on you there. I, I can't believe that it's been 20 years since I've been to a doctor, but I've been to the doctor. I won't bore you with what's wrong with me, but... Um, it's really odd, I guess, but when you get to nearly 61, which is what I am now, things are going to start to go wrong. And I just so hate being sick. I guess it's a middle-aged thing, though. Do you go to the doctors much? Well, I was going to say, Ted, actually, you should be thinking yourself an extremely lucky man that you haven't had to go to the doctor more often until now. Because, yes, I find myself... I couldn't put a figure on it, but, yes, I'm a, I'm a doctor-goer when necessary. But if you seem to... If you indicate that you haven't been for some years, then it's about time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did all the tests on me, of course. Like oh, hello. Oh, That'll I, be I my fancy by. new doorbell what I talked oh. about on the show. I'll be right back. Oh, good, oh, good. <laughs> hold the hold that thought, everybody. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be. Oh, bleeding double glazing salesman. You couldn't write this stuff. Oh, it was a man dear. selling double glazing. <laughs> Oh dear, I should have said to him, come on in, we're doing a podcast. Come and tell us about your double glazing. <laughs> I was having a little sing to myself while you were away. Um, yeah, let's do the the, 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 the furniture, shall we? Whateverworks.works is our website. We're now on show 202 and it's Monday the 19th of February. Welcome everyone. Nice to be back with you again. Isn't it, Ronnie? And in a packed show this evening. <laughs> uh, whatever works. Showing your age there, Mr. Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> My 61 years, it's not long now. MeWe Group is where we hang out, and we hope you do too. Let us know whatever works in your life, and we'll bring the highlights of that to uh, shows going forward. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden. And if you want to buy something for us to play with on the show, you can do that by sending an Amazon gift voucher to my email address. We'll come to that a bit later. But yeah, um, part of the... Um, part of me being sick I hate being sick on my own and if you live on your own you've got much choice so I came and stayed with my parents last night but the reason I'm saying this is that I watched terrestrial TV last night while I was trying to get to sleep for the first time in I think probably two years <laughs> and it is just so full of junk I can't believe it Ad adverts all over the place comedy and crap old films then there's the news channel churning churning out as much scaremongering crap as they can. Um, I don't know. It just reassured me a bit that I, I what I did ditching the Humax and sent to you more more of that from you later. Yes, um, was of no consequence, and I, I really didn't I haven't missed it at all. The only downside, I suppose, is that um, I'm not as well informed as I used to be uh, as as to what's going on in the world. So I suppose there's that. Um, but I thought you read a lot. Of, I thought you would consume your news f from the visual word rather than the spoken word. Well, I kind of do. I, I, every morning I look at Google News and I see the five headlines. So if, if, if something drastic was going on, I would know and I would see that going through. But what I can't be bothered with is all the 
infighting between politicians and who's being sacked because they said the wrong thing or they've been seen down a gay club. Yes, or, yes, you know, yes. I, you know, I, I, it's just like, oh, for goodness sake. Let's just, if you're going to do news, let's just do news. Yes. I'm kind of similar in a, in a way. My mother and I sit down at 10 o'clock and we watch the news headlines. And usually once the headlines have passed, we both say, OK, that's enough <laughs> and turn it off. So yeah, similar, yeah. similar to you, only yeah, the visual definitely. version. Yeah, I just, it, I think mostly it's the politics. I just can't be bothered with the politics of, you know, all the backbiting and yes, nonsense yes. that goes on with politicians. Anyway, there you go. Um, hopefully what the quack's done with me is going to fix me and we'll see how we get on. In the meantime, we have a bit of a show. We do, at last. We're here and, and welcome everybody. And you know what, Ted, talking of um, getting old and medical issues and, and all that jazz, I've, I've, um, I'm now wearing bifocals. Do ah. you remember that a little while ago on the show I told the sad tale of spending an awful lot of money on a pair of wonderful, fab, fabulous, fancy, expensive, very focal glasses yeah, yeah. and hating them? Uh -huh. it, it just made me feel sick. Me I couldn't too. get used to them. What the optician told me was it will take time. It can take three weeks up to even three months sometimes to get used to them because your brain has to acclimatise and I understand and I appreciate all of that. I mean these people who wear two uh, two contact lenses, one for distance and one for short sight and how they do that I do not know. Anyway, I digress. I, I couldn't get on with them. I really really, I felt sick. Yeah. I decided it's because I've got this hyperactive brain I'm just constantly paying attention to what I could see and the fact that I couldn't see and the fact that it was blurry. And in the end, I gave up and took them back. I suffered for several weeks afterwards and I've just decided to try bifocals instead, which is, of okay. course, rather than the varying vision from top to bottom, it's just a straight line. Distance yep. on the top and reading underneath and that's it, Bob's your uncle. I bought a cheap pair off the internet because I didn't want to have disrespect the optician by going through that whole business again and then needing another refund. Uh, I bought a cheap pair online. I got on with them during a couple of week trial. I went to my optician. We went through the process. I paid <laughs> quite a bit of money for a pair of bifocals and I love them and I'm wearing them and they work and I, I don't fall over when I go down a flight of stairs and I'm getting on very, very well with them. And you were making noises there, Ted, as if to say you're of the same uh, mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should have really tried very um, bifocals, but I, I, I did the same as you. I went for very focals, hated them. They cost me 300 quid for my pair of glasses, um, which was six years ago, which was quite a lot of money. Um, and But did you, you get know, that back? I mean, I got mine. Mine no, was similar. I had, to, I had to go back within three months and of course I didn't. Oh, Oh, no. um, but but they said, you know, after I went for my a year later, they said, well, why don't you try ver um, bifocals? And I just didn't. I thought, no, I'm not paying yeah. out again. So well, um, do does, uh, does, I was going to say I'll send you the ones I got, but they were actually to my prescription. But I found one of these, you know, goggles for you or glasses direct or best eyesight on the web or whatever they're called. And mm. I found a pair and I paid twenty one pounds for my prescription in a pair of bifocals. The really? reason I didn't keep them is because they were cheap plastic bifocals and the lenses kept getting dirty and I certainly wouldn't want to wear them full time. But they were excellent as a testing tool because I was able to wear them for a couple of weeks and determine that bifocals were right for me and then go to, to the optician and spend the big money. So I do, ha I do have a complicated prescription, mind you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let me have the details. I of will that indeed. When we finished, and I'll I'll have a look at it. But my I've got a, a a complicated prescription, which usually kind of rules me out of these things. Okay. Uh, wonky body, you see. I, I, you see, you see. I've got away with it too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, shall we move on to the feedback? Let's do that. Oh, it's me. 
That's <laughs> like Christmas. Oh, it's me again. Um, I've got a couple of um heads ups, head heads ups, head upses, head up eye. Head. What's the plural of heads up? Heads up. Head, head, heads heads up. I suppose, like mothers-in-law, <laughs> isn't it? I've got a couple of heads up. That just sounds wrong. I can't yeah, say yeah. that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I want to put out a shout out to Malcolm Bryant and Mike Robbins, who were very, very helpful. Um, oh, there goes the. I don't Not believe, it's like Piccadilly Bloody Circus today, You're isn't it? A I'll be right back. Oh, dear me. <laughs> well, that was more exciting. That was the postwoman with nice uh, things that I haven't uh, got time to open now. Hello. Yeah. I'm back. Anything exciting? I don't know. I, I thrust you? it straight into the... Were you not expecting woman. anything? Uh, no. That's always okay. exciting when the doorbell rings and it's past. Anyway, never mind. Sorry. Are, are you still awake at the back? Here we go. <laughs> Carrying on. Malcolm Bryant and Mike Robbins were very kind. I put out one of my pleas on the group. Uh, I was looking for a... Oh, basically a Bluetooth... Uh, separation alarm thing which people will have seen on the group and Malcolm and Mike were very very generous and uh, uh, replied quite a lot and we had a short discussion or a fairly lengthy discussion eventually about this and in fact I finally settled on buying a Bluetooth smart app lost item locator called Finder F-I-N-D-R the irony is <laughs> that the whole story culminated with the package getting lost and Amazon refunding me <laughs> By which time I'd rethought and settled on a different solution anyway. So, in fact, at the end of the day, when the Lord comes to us with trumpets and drums, I didn't need it in the first place. But I'm very grateful. It doesn't take away from the kindness of Malcolm and, and Mike. And, of course, all you wonderful people out there in MeWe land for, for helping each other out on, on, the, on the group. It's very good of you to do that. Hear, hear. Well done indeed. Secondly, yes, indeed, you mentioned Humax boxes, and I'll go into this in much greater detail in the next show. But um, uh, again, I think people will remember I've been waxing lyrical about our Humax box, or, or not very lyrical, in fact, because it was on its last legs. And it finally got to the point of it was shutting down, just you'd be in halfway through a programme and it was the screen would just go black. And then once or twice it actually froze mid, mid playback, which it had never done before. So finally, I bit the bullet. And I bought a Freesat box from Freesat themselves. Um, again, I'll feed back later when I've had it for a couple of weeks, because we've only had it installed for two or three days. Um, and I'll talk about it properly when I know what I'm talking about. But so far, so very, very good. I'm very impressed. And it's definitely a step up from a huge step up from Humax. Um, and I'll talk about it on the next show. So tune sure, in. You can tell us if you and your mum sit looking at all those 2,000 channels of crap all the time. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going for the um, right, okay. Next is um, as recommended by Chris Kelly, yes. our good friend. Um, always nice to be able to hold someone accountable when it turns out to be shit. But in this case, <laughs> we don't know that yet. The C, uh, how do you pronounce that? Kicks. C X Y. Kicks. Kicks. Goodness knows. Yes. Cordless tire inflator, digital electrical bike tight tire pump or car in fact or any bike or any tire really 7500 milliamp hours in this thing and they reckon it can be used 14 times so it's, it's a rechargeable block basically and you um, plug this thing into one end and your, into your tire in the other and you charge it up before you do that with a USB-C connection it's got a battery inside it 7500 milliamp hours and you can you, uh, allegedly use it 14 times before you have to recharge it. There's a cooling fan inside. It's made of aluminium. It's also a torch with three lighting modes, blah, blah, blah. One of them being SOS. 
um, and it's got different nozzles. What else can I tell you? Um, um, right, what I can tell you is that it's um, when I bought it, it was twenty eight pound forty nine. I don't know how much it is now, but twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, and um, it uh, the the trouble is, I'll have I'll have to come back to it like you have with your FreeSat box because I tried to use it on my um, tire, and because the tires are properly pumped up already. It, it didn't do anything but i did turn it on not connected to anything and it was blasting air out and it was very noisy um, but i'm assuming that it um it will work um so anyway that's not much of a review really i'll come back to it when i've actually been able to use it you've got look, dogs barking here. why don't well. you go next door tell your neighbor to shut their dog up yeah. and the neighbor will then come round irritated and let your tires down and then you can try your pump Oh, yeah, good idea. <laughs> I'm recording at my mum and dad's house, which is really unusual. And um, I'd forgotten about the fact that the, the wall next to me is so thin. It's right straight onto next door's driveway. And they have got, indeed, got a, got a dog. Anyway, there you go. I'll come back to that one. I bring you a Niwa dimmable 56K USB light video light, and it goes on, with pro adjustable tripod stand and colour filters, two-pack for tabletop, low-angle shooting, zoom, video conference, lighting, gaming, YouTube video and photography. Um, Niwa is a company we've talked about a lot on the show. Really not bad gear at all. Considerably cheaper than buying professional, but still a damn sight better than buying Ning Yang Po from China. So um, I've, uh, as you have, I know, I've, I've gone through quite a bit of Niwa, Niwa kit in my time. And this is no exception. This is two tiny little dinky LED panel lights. Now, in fact, from the setup that I required them for, I'm only using the lights. And in actual fact, the um, tripod stands the remote control and the color filters haven't even come out of the box <laughs> they're still sat there nicely wrapped up but i had a quick look at them and they do seem to be of all decent decent quality but the lights themselves are lovely they're very very cute they're eight by 12 centimeters so really quite dinky and i i have them in front of my computer i have them actually on on left and right sides of my desk so that for the rare occasion when i have to use a webcam i can illuminate myself. Um, they're very sweet. Each one ha um, identical. So it has a little light and in the cable, you know, like you have these desk lamps where there's a switch within the cable. Just shortly about, I don't know, 30 centimetres from the light within the cable, there is a little switch box which has three buttons. The centre button switches it on and off and the left and right buttons uh, toggle up and down through 10 levels of brightness. And um, they work very well. It's one of those things, there's not really a lot to say about it, especially as, in actual fact, I've only used them a couple of times now since I've had them. Um, but they, they were, they're very, very nice. It's a nice, clean, bright white light. I, do, I have got the um, diffusing filter in there, so it's not really in your face white. It's a sort of slightly diffused white, which is great, um, which means you don't look on your webcam, you're not squinting <laughs> on your webcam and wishing you were wearing sunglasses. Mm. Um, and the fact that it's got the 10 levels of brightness is fabulous because you can then set it to whatever works best for your situation. I'm very happy with them. They cost me, let me look one second, they cost £49, so not terribly cheap, but as I say, it's that very nice middling price, not as good as professional, and I wouldn't dream of going out on a professional video shoot with them, but for home use, um, a very decent price for something that I think will stand the test of time. Um, Niwa are always good. I've actually never had anything from Niwa that wasn't worth having. Why did you put twenty nine ninety nine in the show notes? Oh, aha! I'm very glad you said that because that's what I paid. I was looking at today's oh, see, price. Right. Today's okay. price is forty nine pounds. I was thinking, did I really spend that much? Yeah, today's okay. price is forty nine. I bought them at twenty nine ninety nine. 
in a special day sale. Indeed. Yes, newer stuff is really good. I mean, I never use video, so it would be completely pointless for me. But those who need to do that, that sounds really good. Yeah, newer stuff we used to get back in the day instead of paying loads of money for camera, SLR yes. equipment. I tell you um, what, Ted, if I might just interject, you could certainly make use of these, or you could have made use of these for all the macro photography that you used to be interested in. I mean, you could certainly set yeah. yourself up a little box studio with these. They'd be absolutely ideal for that. Yeah, those were the days. But yeah, we used to um, get things like um, um, bouncing, um, what are they called? I can't remember what they're called now. It's been so long. Yeah, but all and all manner of video and photographic bits yeah, yeah, and pieces yeah, yeah. they sell, yes. And they also sell tripods because I bought a newer mini metal tripod to put my Zoom H5 on it that I talked about on the last show. Uh, yeah. You know what it's like, Huawei? How do you say newer? Newer. Newer, newer. By the way, did you notice the excellent pronunciation of that? Chinese firm I won't try and say again as it flew out of my lips as if I've been saying it forever. Sorry, carry Ching on. Ching Chong. <laughs> no, Huawei. <laughs> oh, Huawei. Very good, yeah. Sixteen ninety nine. Last week they a bit like your one. Last week they were eleven ninety this this was eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Um but I, I think it normal price is sixteen ninety nine. a desk tripod. I put my Zoom H five in it. It's compact, um it's a great little desktop tripod. As long as you use it, legs splayed, ooh misses. <laughs> <laughs> because actually it only works in that one position. I didn't realise that. And if it was more, I might actually have returned it and um, got something else. But um, it's OK. I can make use of it. So you can put it in one position, right splayed out. Now, if I was you, I would put it halfway up and then fashion some kind of ring to put halfway down the leg so it held it in that position. But I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Um, so the legs don't lock unless it's fully open. And then when it's fully open, it's kind of very low on the table. But that's OK if you're having a Zoom recorder pointing at you with the, the microphones heading your way. So, um, yeah, it's a nice little table tripod, um, but don't expect to be able to have it adjustable in terms of height. So that's another newer newbie. Indeed. I, I remember I used to joke with people. I say, well, my equipment is newer than yours is. <laughs> yeah, I have a very similar tripod called an MT-16, which is also a sort of splayed legs affair, as you've just described, um, but does also have a little bit of a, uh, an extension on top of the legs. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Similar. That's, actually, that Similar looks much different. better than mine. Mind you, it's twice the price, I suppose. But no, no, no. Yours is well on today's money. Yours is sixteen ninety nine. Mine's twenty two ninety five. Right, and twice the price I paid then. Yeah, but the but it, it that does look actually more solid than my one. Um, so perhaps I should have asked you first. <laughs> what a buffoon! <laughs> What's next? Um, it does what it says on the tin. Was something that I found on a um, some sort of um, P and G product Procter and Gamble product all oh, right and um, the first time I seen this I thought I'd highlight this I did put it in the, the MeWe group and it attracted some comments in there um, instead of just having the ingredients on this um, particular um, thing it tells you next to each of the chemical gobbledygook illegible misunderstandable uh, um, components what it actually does oh. So on the right-hand side, so you got this thing that says, for example, um, methyl sothiozolinone, <laughs> but actually in, in real English it's a preservative. Um, the ME14 PEG14 16 Collie Pommer 
boosts cleaning. So I, you see what I mean? The, yes, the, yes. The, if you look down, it actually in real English, it tells you, it interprets what the ingredients are in these in these um, uh, um, products and says, this is what this bit does, this is what that bit does. And I thought, that is such a good idea. This company is in Cincinnati in America, so I don't know if that, perhaps that's a law in America. Perhaps the Americans are all used to that. Um, but I've never, I've never seen it, no. I can imagine they won't like it in the food industry. Sugars makes you addicted and come back yeah. and buy more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it would make it to the food. But it's here. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd pop it in as it looks like a um, a nice little item. Very nice. The other thing, the other thing I was going to mention quickly, um, again, something I've not used yet, but we got it in to spray the pine furniture. Oh, yes, yes. I read about this on MeWe. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got these pine furniture from Staffordshire Garden Furniture, I think it was. They, they went into... Um, into to um gold star last year sometime and it's coming up to spring now and we need to spray it with this stain stuff to preserve it and so it doesn't go bad and so i bought an auto father or how's your father electric spray gun which is 26 quid um it does 550 watts of power and it's got three spray patterns it holds a liter of um, paint when you put it in there detachable container to clean it and um, adjustable valve knob obviously and also Roxil wood stain which was 27 quid for five litres in autumn gold but there are different colours of that and they say that you know I, I did lots of kind of reading up on this mm -hmm. and seeing what was what and it sounds like this stuff is the stuff to get for that particular spray gun um, and yeah, it would just make the job really easy. You instead of standing there, kind of for hours on end, painting with a brush, you just stick it up against a hedge or something and spray the bugger, and it's all done in five minutes. Very I've nice. never used one, but <coughs> I, I, I used to watch the guys at um, work using them the, mm -hmm. in the estates team. But they had kind of big, powerful ones. Um, this is a, obviously a domestic version. So I should feed back and tell you how I get on. Have you ever used one of these? Um, no, but I'm, I was glad to see that it says adjustable valve because I could imagine it being a bit like a sort of... You, you put your wood stain in and it comes out like you're washing your car in this great squirt that you can't control. So yeah. you can presumably have a gentle spray if, if needed using the adjustable valve. Yeah, or a wide spray to yes. make it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've seen some people using it on videos, and it, it looks like it will do the job. Anyway, as I say, I'll come back to that once we've got a lot to come back to with this show. Haven't we? we shall have to have a comeback show. <laughs> I wonder who bought it. I wonder who bought the Tagvo. <laughs> Winter warm knitted cap and neck warmer set. Do you know, I'm going to do a better before about how names of products used to be pronounceable and now yeah. they're not. They used to be made in England. Mm. Um, flexible knit beanie hat with hairball. Someone's bought this, so thank you for using my affiliate link, which is tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. You can buy with that. It, it makes no difference to you. Go in with that URL instead of your usual one. I get a few pennies on whatever you buy. I don't know who's bought what, but I do know what's been bought. And this thing looks really, really nice. It's um, 
a flexible beanie hat with hairball. What's a hairball? Is that a pom-pom? I think it's a pom-pom, yes. Soft, thick, fleece-lined, adjustable face mask. The face mask bit looks really interesting. So if you did have a COVID situation or whatever, you could put that around your gob and put a um, COVID... There was one picture of someone who had a COVID mask underneath that face bit, which is really cool. Um, but anyway, I thought it just looked really nice, very, very feminine. Although I suppose we, I suppose we shouldn't say that, but it looks like a kind of girl thing, really. But uh, there's no reason why people shouldn't wear them. Uh, they apparently they're very popular in Japan. And uh, anyway, link in the show notes to that. So thank you, whoever bought that. It's twelve pound ninety nine, and there's a choice of six colours. I think it looks fabulous. The kind of thing I think I get might get my mother next winter. Yeah. And Ted, Ted, I have to say. I don't know who's bought what, but I do know what's been bought. That's brilliant. That is worthy of Stephen Sondheim, (laughs) sir. I doff my cap to you this day. (laughs) I'm still using. Do you remember the Christmas before last? So um, a year ago, just over a year ago, I got this big red one pint coffee mug. (laughs) Oh, I do indeed. Yes. And that was really nice. £13.95 it is um, today. I can't remember what it was then. No, in fact, I got it as a present, so I don't know how much it was. It's called the Smilati 20-ounce... There's another one, Smilati! Yeah. (laughs) Large coffee mug, but I use it for tea mostly. I got this last Christmas, yeah, 14 months ago. It's in daily use, all day, every day, um, absolutely. And it's my go-to... Once I finish my coffee, I have one coffee, which is in my made-of-China Santa mug in the morning. But after that, I switch to this big red mug, and it's great. Um, I don't care how lukewarm it is by the time I get to the end of it, unlike you. Um, <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> talking of which, is your heated cup still It's going? fine. It's but my, if you remember, my ember mug was was having a bad time and not working. Yeah, I think I just let the battery go down too far. Touch wood, it's been fine for the last few weeks now. Great. Thank you. Okay. Well, anyway, that's what I'm still using. The large coffee mug, bright red. It's just lovely, and it is holds a pint of whatever you want to put in it. And I tell you what, dear listeners, if you go to the link in Amazon, which Ted has provided, uh, you'll see it's available in several colours. If you move your mouse from side to side across the colours, the mug flashes in neon colours brightly one after the other and looks very attractive. I'd like a multicoloured one. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Where were we? I bring you cheapest chip, £6.99, five-pack, eco-fused, double-sided microfiber cleaning cloths. It's one of my fetishes in life. I love cleaning cloths for the glasses, and one of my great never-ending quests is to find the perfect cleaning cloth. And these aren't bad, I tell you. They are 16 centimetres square, uh, which is about six and a half inches in old money. Um, and what they are effectively is two cloths sewn back to back because one is a, is more of a microfiber, a very, very thin microfiber cloth. And then the other side is your more standard lens cloth. But they're sewn together with a very good fat hem all the way round. And consequently, they got heft, which, you know, I like. Uh, and they feel to be pretty good quality. I'm, I'm sort of chucking one back and forth in my hands as I speak now. And it's got a bit of weight to it. It's got a bit of heft to it. It's got a bit of good feeling to it. To it. And um. I'm very pleased, and as we discussed in the last show, cheap half the price. Um, as I say, five of them for six ninety nine. So you know, yeah, I can keep one good. in the bedroom, one in the wow. studio, one in the car. Um, and what I really enjoy that you've got the 
um, microfiber on one side that you could do a little bit more, perhaps, I wouldn't say scrubbing is the wrong word to use on glasses, but a slightly firmer feel, a slightly firmer um, clean. And then you've got the more traditional um, regular lens cloth on the other side to do your more fine, refined and delicate clean with. Very happy with those. Recommended. I've just put one of them in my basket. Nice colour too, blue and black. Oh, well you done, get sir. Yeah, yellow one. Oh, oh, oh there she is. Look. Does it come I in different colours? Oh, I say, even better. Yellow ones. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. Mum's just walked in the door, and um, I'll address it to her, and she can play with it and feedback on the next show. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're recording. You were rather a long time. Yeah, ages. Can I just take my shoes off? Yeah, you carry on. I'll just carry on recording. Okay. Um, right, fluorescent keyboard stickers. Ah, just the man. He stood by me. So my, I got these fluorescent stick keyboard stickers because my dad's eyesight at the moment is a bit challenging for him. And I'm turning around looking at it now, so I've gone a bit quiet. Um, so you get this pack for £10.79. Beware Judge Barton, it's because it's over 10 quid, but <laughs> hang that. UK layout... Um, they they come on a on a piece of um, sticky back stuff and you and they provide you with a pair of tweezers and you take each letter off and then apply it to the I'll just pick up the microphone and, and take it round with me and you apply it to the each of the keys individually and they appear to be stuck down quite well and on each of the 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 the, the, the pads Dad has now got a whacking great big letter which with his um eyesight issues is he's saying is much easier to see would you like to confirm that Trevor Salmon? I think it's excellent I really do um it, it shows up luminous and um it's larger for the likes of me and I sat down yesterday afternoon Sunday yesterday I sat down yesterday afternoon and just typed something on it a message to Ted really uh, and I did it straight away with no no hassle. Yeah, yeah. super. Really, yeah. yeah, he's found that really helpful. So, if anyone's got any eyesight issues, or they're just getting a bit older and you know just want to see things more clearly, and they're also fluorescent. So, if you leave them for long enough, it, it the kit also comes with a little USB light as well. So, if you've got somewhere to plug that into, you can shine it across the keys, and and they do. They they stand out really really clearly in this kind of luminous green colour um, and yeah so dad's very pleased with that in fact mum wants one now as well <laughs> so we might have to kit her out with it as well um, anyway there you go um, £10.79 and fluorescent keyboard stickers as I haven't heard you say in some time Ted fiendish fiendish <laughs> I want one I want one I want one I want one of those Andana, that's slightly more pronounceable, an Andana Rymec typewriter style mechanical oh, wired yeah. and wireless keyboard. So that we're back to nice, keyboards, yeah. but I offer you the entire keyboard, not just the stickers. Now, yeah. it's £199, what? so ouch, yes. But even so, despite the ouch, I still say, ooh, because what this is... Basically, you pretend you've got a typewriter. You can enter digital information in the normal way, as you would with a keyboard, into your phone, tablet, computer, whatever, but you can pretend you're using a typewriter. It's yeah. fabulous. You can pair it with up to three Bluetooth devices, or it does also have USB, and as you type, it goes click, 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 just like typewriters of old. Yeah. Um, I've linked to a little YouTube review as well as to the keyboard itself, and um, it's just lovely. It's rechargeable. <coughs> Excuse me. 
ports on both left and right side, which is a nice touch if you've got a cable you want to put in from one particular side of your desk. Um, it's got a stand, so you can stand um, your, your tablet or your phone onto it. If, if you wish to. Um, and it says tactile, authentic key sound, which from the video it certainly appears to be. Uh, mm. It's got a volume control, but don't be fooled. That's not for the key sound. The volume control is if you have Bluetoothed it to your device, you can you, you can use it. And this is where it slightly goes wrong for me because it's got a volume control. And I believe it's also got keys for controlling the playback of, of, of um, media on your phone. And then it's got seven dynamic backlight effects, which is all all very well, but that seems to defy the whole point to me. I mean, the idea is to say, look at this, this is lovely, this is a bit of retro, it's an authentic typewriter look and feel and sound, but it's also got seven dynamic backlight effects. So that right. doesn't work for me. I want it, if you know, either either be modern or don't. But um, you don't have to use the backlight effects, of course. It's available no. in black or in white. So, mm. I mean, if I had 200 quid to throw away, I'd get myself one in black and I'd sit at my computer and I'd type into the computer and it would go click, 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 click. <laughs> Uh, and I just feel like I was typing. It would be great. The good fun. news for you is that today it's 165 quid. Oh, I must grab one at once. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I quite like the black one with the kind of bronzy keys. Yeah, I mean, this is what I mean about why have they put the dynamic lighting effects in? Because that's not what it's about. It's about no. pretending yeah. to be a typewriter. But yeah. um, there you are. If, if you're so inclined, you can have the dynamic backlight effects as well. So, so you can put any. They're showing it with a, an iPad on there, but presumably you can use it with a, any screen that you've got. Yes, going, I believe yeah. you. You can. You can just treat it as as any Bluetooth, any Bluetooth yeah, keyboard, yeah, as a yeah. Bluetooth or indeed also USB keyboard. Very good, very good indeed. I like that, and it's cheaper than we thought. So that's good. And talking <laughs> of things that cheaper than that, we thought. That's a new title for the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking of things that light up, my. I want one of those, is Brian Eno's neon turntable. <laughs> Remember Brian Eno? I do, but does he want to let you have his turntable? <laughs> he used to do some work with David Bowie, didn't That's he? That's right, yes. And, um, uh, yeah, I've forgotten all about him. Anyway, he has put his name to a £20,000 <gasps> turntable, a record player. Do you know how many typewriter keyboards you could buy for that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they're only making 150 of these. So, I mean, there's no way I could buy one anyway. But it's obviously going to be, it's going to become a collector's yes, item. Yes, yes. It's, it's got RGB LED lighting, much like your keyboard. Um, and when it's in action, it's a generative artwork, says Brian Eno. Several overlapping light cycles will keep producing different colour balances and blends and different shadow formations that slowly evolve and never exactly repeat. The process is simple. The results are complex. Well, he would say that, wouldn't he? Because he's going to make a fortune out of it. <laughs> but it does look nice. It looks like a, a real kind of, um, you know, a, again, like we say very often, something that for someone that's got pots of money and they kind of put it on the side and people come around for a dinner party and everyone's swooning over it yes, and looking at it yes you know and say what fun it is oh let's put a record on it i'll show you how it works actually i've got a see-through clear vinyl record let's put that on it oh that yes. would be even better it's, it's psychedelic basically it's a psychedelic turntable <laughs> yeah, isn't it yes exactly. so anyway there you go twenty thousand pounds and you, it's probably too late to buy one now. So they'll probably be £40,000 on eBay by now. Twenty? How do they justify that? How do you justify £20,000? Maybe Brian Eno is signing them on the, or each one or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Good maybe. grief. 
They've just they've just very successfully going to make it into a collector's item, aren't they? Wow. I won't be collecting one. No. Better before. I sat up late last Saturday night in the living room um, playing and investigating and tweaking the 5.1 surround system, which I got from Logitech, oh, many, 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 many moons ago and have never really used properly uh, because there's been a fault with it. And I, I finally discovered what the fault was. So while I was sat there in the living room, I opened up Amazon on the phone and I ordered um, a cable. I went to bed at about two. I had a lie in the next day since I'd been up as being a lazy, you know, been staying awake the night before. Uh, and as it was Sunday, I was awoken by the doorbell at 10.30 a.m., which was Amazon delivering the cable. <laughs> and I love it when things like that happen. You order it as you go to bed. And when you get up, I've even ordered in the past once or twice, I've actually ordered something from bed and it's arrived before I get up in the morning, which I just think is bonkers. Um, yeah. And the funny thing is, actually, that by mid-afternoon, I'd realised uh, that I actually had a different situation going and I didn't actually need the cable anyway. So I went online to return it. And I got that resp- that jammy response. We are refunding you, but you do not need to return oh, the item. Not again. <laughs> you got the Midas touch, haven't you? So, in the end, I mean, so I, you know, you order the thing at 2am in the morning. It arrives at 10.30 in the morning. And then by mid-afternoon, you've got the money back. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know... There's a lot of good reasons to disapprove of Amazon, and I do, for what it's done to the high street, most of all, that it's just killed shopping, as I've waxed lyrical about on the show many times, and, of course, what it's doing to the world in terms of, you know, its environmental impact, etc., etc., etc. But it's difficult, I think, not to be selfishly very pleased and impressed when, when you have something like that happen, that you can just lie, sit in your living room and think, oh, I think I need X, Y, and Z. Tap, 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 tap. And you get up in the morning and it's on your front doorstep. I mean, that is a nice world to live in. Yeah, I do agree. That is, it's very impressive. And, you know, you, we say better before for things, like having a high street and being able to go and mooch around the shops. Yes. But uh, I suppose it, it's different... Different experiences meet different needs, yes, don't they? I'm, if you if if you really feel like a mooch around the shops, then fair enough. But if you you just want to have something quickly, then you think and 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 the waiting time you were asleep anyway, so it yes, just didn't matter. Exactly. Yes, but the, <laughs> you see, the flip side to that is when you're doing a DIY job in the garden and you break something and you suddenly need a new oh I don't know what it is a tool of some sort and yeah. you go out shopping. And you cannot find one anywhere because they say, oh, it's only available online. And then you can't finish your job and you have to wait till the next day while you order it from Amazon. So, you know, there's definitely a flip side. Or just go to bed and then it'll turn up. (laughs) Yes. If in doubt, (laughs) go to bed and wait. (laughs) That's really... And some of that might be because of where you live, of course. Um, Because I don't think in North Wales I I would be able to do that. Occasionally, I see... um, when I'm kind of, you know, late at night, yes. um, looking looking on Amazon, occasionally I see, um, we'll order it today just after midnight, but not very often with things. And also, the deliveries up in North Wales from Amazon are always late in the afternoon. I've never oh, known I them see. to be yes, okay. ten thirty in yeah. the morning. But um, yeah, the, the better before bit is clearly the high street versus that kind of efficiency of delivery so and i do have to be careful when i'm talking to my sister because she lives out in cyprus and they don't have amazon at all right (laughs) so she really is living the flip side Mm. 
I bring you from Matthew Jones, modern car key fobs. Oh, and I couldn't agree with Matthew more. He says, I say keys, but the reality is that they're nothing of the sort. Here, here. I brought a new car recently, says Matt, and the dealer proudly handed me two of these monstrosities. Firstly, they are huge. And secondly, there is no way to attach them to securely to a key ring, which leaves me with the problem of what on earth I'm supposed to do with them. They're too fat to go in a wallet and the lanyard strap is too short to hang around my neck. Plus, using the lanyard is, at all is a worry as it's only attached to the key by a flam flimsy little plastic clip and with a flimsy nylon cord that appears to go through a hole and is probably just knotted on the inside of the key. I've looked at many of the third-party cases online and while they do encase the key nicely, they offer no way to attach it to your key ring. You'd be banking on a tiny width of silicon or TPU not giving way. I don't get it. I get, he says, that we no longer need metal keys, but fob-style keys secured by metal or very thick plastic would be fine. This is just a silly idea. I couldn't agree more, Matt. Um, and I tell you what my solution eventually was that I brought on the show just a few weeks back is, um, what do you call them? These huge key rings that are actually a piece of metal wire that's about, I don't know, 15, 20 centimetres long that screws together. So you've got a very large um, non-solid key ring. I, I, I think everyone's missing the point, though. You're not supposed to have it on a key ring. It, it, when I had my Renault um, Megane Scenic thingy, yeah. that, that was a keyless car, the only one I've ever had. And it knew when you were approaching the car and unlocked the car. And it knew when you were walking away from the car and you and it, and it locked the car. And you didn't have to take it out of your pocket ever. That was the point I was making, really, to, to Matthew. Is that why are you trying to put it on a key ring? You don't need to. It just knows what you're doing. It, it, it's got a, a sensor that, that knows what you want to do when you want to do it. What do you mean you don't never take it out of your pocket? I have to take my key out of the pocket all the time. It's a keyless drive and a keyless entry, but I still need it, for instance, if I'm w approaching the car, I want to open the door and head if my mum's in front. Because my mother might be in front of me and I want to open the door to let her in. Well, well, walk ahead of her. And when I leave the car, I often use it to, to check... No, no, no. I mean, the thing is, it's it's academic for us to be having an argument about why one might want to take it out of one's pocket, because some do and some don't. It's the same as the coffee conversation we had this morning on, on MeWe. Different people, different courses. I, I tell you the only example where I did find it a bit odd was when my wife at the time... Uh, so I, we drove to Tesco's, for example, and my wife at the time s remained in the car and I had the thing in my pocket and I walked into Tesco and as I walked away, it locked the car. So she was locked in the car. So, it's, uh, yeah, OK, there are there are occasions when it might go wrong. Yeah. And as you say, if your mum is getting into the car before you and you're too far away and she hasn't got the fob with you. Anyway, I, I think that's the general or, idea. Or I'm approaching it. the car with a shopping trolley full of shopping and I can click the thing to boot, open the boot, which takes a while to open, so by the time I reach the car, the boot is open, ready to receive my shopping. No, 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 the boot, the, the boot should, based on my experience with these, it, it opens all the doors for you. When you approach it... No, 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 you misunderstand. I don't want to get to the car and open the boot and stand at the car for 10 seconds while the boot slowly opens. I want the boot to be slowly opening as I approach the car from 50 yards oh, away. Oh, you've got an automatic opening boot, have you? Yes, I have. But the point <laughs> is, and I agree with Matthew, the point is one should be able to fix it to the key ring. And if you can't, then why has it got this tiny little useless flimsy hole that doesn't serve any decent purpose that they think you're going to 
fact sheet to a keyring with. By the way, I've discovered what it is that I liked, and I've put a quick link in our recording notes for you, Ted. It's the Patkill Wire Keychain Cables yeah. Titanium Steel Keyring Loop for Outdoor Hiking. I actually use one of those, Matthew, because I can now put everything, including my stupid car fob, <laughs> onto that ring, and they all go in my pocket together. Shut up, Ted Salmon. That's what we want to do, me and Matt. Ah. Don't be so miserable, the <laughs> pair of you. I'm going to put it to room 101. Remind me later. And especially oh, um, for yes. Microsoft. Microsoft, um, they don't give you a choice. You, you, you go into one of their websites, or sorry, one of their, um, their, their, their products, and it says, it sends you a reminder, say, do you want to do this? And, you know, do you want to back up your PC? Do you want to turn on OneDrive? And there's no no thank you button or piss off and leave me alone button. <laughs> the, the, oh, it's so annoying because all you get is yes or remind me later. Remind me later that this, that's the one. Samsung phones do this one called don't show me this again today. So they pop an advert up to you. They don't say don't ever show me this again. It's, uh, it's either okay I'll have a look at it or don't show it again today. So no doubt it'll be popping up the next day it's just so annoying that the uh, it's all driven by money of course um i totally agree it's like the it's like the questionnaire that says can we best contact you by email or phone and there's no and there's no button that says not at all i think google have got it right with their notifications since android 13 anyway um because if you they they, they baked in this thing into android that says um, when you install an application, the application has got to ask the user whether yes. you want notifications or not. And if you say no to that, that is no forever. Full stop. Done. Um, and that's what these uh, firms like Microsoft and Samsung yes. need to say. I don't want to see this again. Clear off. Don't remind me later. We have to hope that we're moving into an opt-in society rather than an opt-out Indeed. society. But I love it. Piss off and leave me alone button. I mean, that's I'm advocating <laughs> that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Here, I brought this onto the show uh, oh, two or three years ago now, but I've got to bring it on again because for the at least second time, I have been deeply impressed by Rug Doctor Carpet Cleaning Hire. And I do believe the last time I talked about this, you told me that your mother was actually thinking of buying a carpet, cle- carpet, a carpet cleaner. Have I remembered that correctly? She did buy one. But she did buy one. one. Oh, right. Well, I mean, I just have to say that it's so easy. You, you go online to Rug, not a human being in sight. You go online to Rug Doctor Carpet Cleaner Hire. Um, you tell it where your nearest Tesco is, or I think Asda and a couple of other, super- other supermarkets are available um, and it's sitting in a locker for you at the supermarket they give you a number you go into the supermarket you tap in the number you help yourself to the thing you take it home you clean your carpet you bring it back you pop it back in the locker 24 pounds for 24 hours and my god I just can't tell you how surprised I was a second time our carpet in our we have a huge carpet because we have a main we have a living room dining room combined area which has a massive carpet and the dining room area really was looking like a dining room area and the carpet was just not happy and I said to my mother well I don't think we'll get much out but why don't I hire this thing and just see what I can do and blow me that thing just Cleaned the car. It just looked like almost like a new carpet again. Unbelievable. Um, and of course, the state of the water when you you know it you it it yeah. you have an in tank and an out tank, and you in tank the the soapy water, and you out tank the most 
disgustingly hideous black water thinking, my God, I should have done this six months to a year ago. But anyway, I really, really do recommend it. Rug Doctor Carpet Cleaning Hire from your local supermarket. Cheap and easy. I mean, £24 for 24 hours, I think, is fine. And I think it was something like uh, around £30 for 48-hour hire. Uh, but 24 hours enough. I mean, I hired it in the afternoon. I cleaned the carpet that afternoon. I let it dry overnight and I cleaned it a second time the next morning before taking it back. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. Gold stars all round. Very good. Yes, indeed. Yeah, she did get one um, and it wasn't uh, an expensive one um, and it wasn't a hired one. It was right. a, a bought yes, one. Yes. And she's, uh, I think it's only been used about two or three times, but it's the same experience. It works really, really well. The, these machines clearly, they, they've, they've made them work um, yes. in, in impressively effectively, haven't they? Yeah, and, and also the fact that it's spraying water into your carpet and yet managing to remove sufficient quantity of water that you, haven't, you don't end up with a drenched and soggy carpet, not at all. What a very, clever, very clever. clever world we live in. Here, you can say your favourite word. Go on, go on. Fiendish. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, right, OK, now let's see. Are we at the end of the show here? I think we are, sir. OK, then. Um, I can't think of anything else to, to, to pass on or tell you, so we'll be back in three weeks. We seem to have settled on the optimum time of three weeks between shows. Yes, so I we'll, think so. We'll, we'll settle that for a while and see how we get on. Whateverworks.works is our website, and that's where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me, and in there you'll find links to all our MeWe groups, all the audio podcasts, and all the stuff that you you might want to look at in there and aidenbell.com is where you'll find aiden so yeah I, last word to you last word is to you really ted i'm um, all the best with your health issues and seeing the doctor and i hope everything is wonderful soon how kind of you to say so i hope it clears up soon you can get a cream for that <laughs> don't forget to join us in the mewe group let us know whatever works in your life and we'll bring that into the future shows uh one last thing to say as always don't forget whatever, whatever works, works. Works! works.